Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues offense is red hot. One of the best offenses in franchise history in terms of 20 goal scorers. I'm going to be answering the question, or at least trying to answer the question, is that enough to help this team compete for a Stanley Cup? How have dominant offenses with tons of tons and tons of 20 goal scorers fared in the past? We'll be answering that question. Then I'm also going to be talking about Colton Pareko and his emergence in the second half of this season as he has become, once again, one of the Blues' best defensemen after an underwhelming start to the year. And then I'm going to be closing things out, previewing tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Seattle Kraken. Again, chances are you guys are listening to this, watching this after that game, so I'm not going to be going too in-depth. But lots to cover on today's solo episode. Make sure you stay tuned. You're Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Hammond. I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone out there who makes Locked On Blues your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. So thanks for making us part of your daily routine. Now, a couple things to cover on today's episode. In the first segment, I'm going to be talking about the red hot offense of the St. Louis Blues. Tommy and I talked about it a lot. On the most recent episode, uh, all the 20 goal scorers and stuff like that. So Jeremy Rutherford put out a really great article on The Athletic uh, discussing previous teams that have had multiple 20 goal scorers and how they fared in the playoffs and stuff. So I'm going to be talking about that and giving my thoughts on whether or not, you know, having a bunch of guys that can score a lot of goals is enough to carry your team to a Stanley Cup. Um, And then in the second segment, I'm going to be talking about Colton Pareko and the defense as a whole, as Pareko has kind of sneakily had a spectacular turnaround in the second half of this season and has started to reestablish himself as an elite number one defenseman for the Blues. And then in the third segment, I'm going to spend a few minutes previewing tonight's matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Seattle Kraken. Again, like I said before the intro, chances are you guys are listening to this, watching this after the game. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that just so... It's not completely irrelevant by the time some of you are listening to it. But first and foremost, I want to talk about the Blues offense. Now, if you listen to yesterday's episode, you listen to the last episode, you follow the Blues on Twitter, anything, all that anyone has been able to talk about is the fact that the Blues have seven 20 goal scorers, which is the best total that they have had since the 1984-1985 season. And I somewhat cheekily, somewhat sarcastically uh, titled last episode on YouTube, is this the best St. Louis Blues offense of all time? Um, mostly just opening up the question, you know, because they hadn't done something like that since 1984, 1985. Come to read this Jeremy Rutherford article to find out the fact that the Blues have the record for most 20 goal scorers in a season with 10 back in 1980, 1981. That team did not win a Stanley Cup, obviously. Um, but still, I guess Jeremy Rutherford saw the episode title on YouTube and was like, um, no. So I'd like to formally apologize for that somewhat clickbait title. I mean, you could definitely make the argument that this is the best offense the Blues have had in a very long time. It's statistically one of the best offenses they've had in the last 40 years. Best offense in franchise history? Maybe that's a little bit more of a debate that uh, that I might have a hard time convincing people of. But still, it, it, the, the numbers are there. Um, the fact that the, uh, the Blues have like the most 20 goal scorers since um, 1984-1985, is, is nothing to sneeze at. Now, uh, also in this athletic article, Jeremy Rutherford pointed out the 
12 other teams besides the St. Louis Blues this year. So only 12 teams have done it since 2005-2006. Only 12 teams have made the playoffs and um, also had 7-plus 20-goal scorers on their roster. Those teams are the Toronto Maple Leafs, Washington Capitals, Columbus Blue Jackets, Philadelphia Flyers, San Jose Sharks, uh, Philadelphia Flyers again, Washington Capitals again, Boston Bruins, Philadelphia Flyers, Buffalo Sabres, Detroit Red Wings, and the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, of those 12 teams, three of them lost in the first round, one of them lost in the second round, and one of them, only one of them, won the Stanley Cup, and that was the Carolina Hurricanes in 2005-2006. So, the last time that a team with 7 plus 20 goal scorers won the Stanley Cup was 2005-2006. Obviously, it doesn't happen a lot, very small sample size, including the Blues that are only 13 teams that have done it. I guess I think uh, the Florida Panthers, I want to say, or maybe it's the Maple There's another team out there also with 7 goal scorers, uh, 7 20 goal scorers, or 6 20 goal scorers, I think, that is going to join that club. So, doesn't indicate playoff success uh, on its own. Obviously, it certainly helps. But like I said, of those 12 previous teams, only one of them went on to win the Stanley Cup. And that Carolina Hurricanes team was known for their strong defense and goaltending, as well as having 720 goal scores. So that begs the question, is the, the offensive depth of the St. Louis Blues enough to win them a Stanley Cup? And I'm going to say no, not on its own. But I do think that the defense has been playing a lot better as of late, um, specifically with Colton Pareko, as I'm going to get into in this second segment. Uh, I don't think the offense alone is enough to carry a team to a Stanley Cup because that's just not how hockey works. Um, you can score a ton of goals, but come playoff time, the game's going to get tighter. You're going to you're going to be trying to win games two to one, one to nothing, three to two, rather than six five, six four, like we've seen the Blues do in the past. So, yeah, having a lot of twenty goal scorers is going to help you score in those games, but you also got to keep the puck out of your own net. So I do think the offense being the Blues' strongest uh, strongest aspect of their game is going to help them a lot. I think the fact that they have maybe the best depth scoring in the NHL is going to help them a lot, and it takes a lot of pressure off of the defense and goaltending. Even in the playoffs, the defense and goaltending just need to play you know, at an average or slightly above average level. Basically, they need to give the offense a chance to be in the game. And when you have an offense that good, there's a decent chance that you can win some hockey games. So it's just going to be a matter of the defense isn't going to have to win games on their own, you know, over the course of a seven-game series. The goaltending might have to do it once or twice. But if the Blues can, you know, just do just enough to allow one, two goals in a lot of these playoff games, then there's a good chance that the offense will get going and be able to to win you a lot of games if you're playing the necessary defense and if you have the necessary goaltending. But as we've seen in the past, that isn't you can't just rely on offense alone. Um, Jeremy Rutherford also took it back to 1980-81 season, which was the year that the Blues, I believe, had that uh, that that season with ten players uh, with <clears throat> twenty twenty uh, goals each. 10 out of 105 teams with at least 720 goal scorers have won the Stanley Cup. So that's less than 10%. So it is not at all an indication of playoff success, Stanley Cup success, but it certainly helps, you know? So undecided on whether or not I think it, it, it'll be uh, something that'll push the Blues to Stanley Cup. I don't think it's enough on its own, and those numbers prove that it's not going to be enough on its own, but it certainly takes a lot of pressure off of the defense and goaltending to have an offense that good. Um, and if the offense continues to roll, then who knows, you know, if Huso or Bennington, 
plays above average for the majority of the playoffs and the defense plays average, yeah, that that could be enough. But obviously that's a big ask and that comes with the defense and that's something that the Blues have struggled with all season is their defense. So in the second segment, I'm going to be talking about that defense and specifically one guy in particular, Colton Pareko, and how he's kind of quietly turned the season around and might be playing the best hockey that he has played since the Stanley Cup run where he was so, so dominant. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about one of our brand new sponsors, and that is HelloFresh. You can get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered to your door every single week. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so you're not overbuying or wasting food, but it's easier than ever to get filling meals on the table in a snap with options like the family-friendly or, or quick and easy recipes. Now, I'm in college. I talk about this a lot. I know I have no time to make meals. You know, so easy to just get home and throw a pot of ramen on. I don't want to go to the grocery store and buy ingredients and spend all that time, but I've used meal services in the pra- in the past, and HelloFresh is great. You know, it makes it so easy and convenient. Get home from class within 30 minutes. I got a restaurant-quality meal sitting in front of me. It's great. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to, get this, 16 free meals plus three free gifts. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Make sure you're checking out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so... Got a fun stat for you guys regarding the defense. Now, I've been reading a lot of um, advanced stats lately and, and crazy stuff like that, but this isn't this isn't too out there. So, Colton Pareko, big, big controversial defenseman for the St. Louis Blues. We all, we've all been very critical of him this season on this podcast, and the fans in general have been pretty critical of him as a whole. However, since February 1st, Colton Pareko leads the entire NHL in even strength goal differential, which is incredibly impressive considering the fact that the Blues have kind of been not so great (laughs) since February 1st. They've lost a lot of games. They've given up a lot of goals since February 1st. Yet Colton Pareko still leads the NHL in goal differential. That's pretty impressive. Um, and we've been very critical of him on this podcast. And I think with that, you gotta, you know, have the respect be as loud as the hate was. And for that, I got to take this, this second segment and talk about Colton Pareko and talk about this defense. Um, it's definitely been pretty relevant ever since Nick Letty, uh, has joined the team that Colton Pareko seems like he's having a bit of an easier time with his play, um, and stuff like that. Uh, but it's kind of been creeping up, like I said, since that February 1st, he's been playing better hockey. I don't know if it's a matter of, you know, finally shaking off that back injury, uh, getting comfortable with the first pairing, whatever, what have you. He's been playing better hockey, and that's a big part of why this defense has gone from poor to maybe average. And if you have Colton Pareko playing at the peak of his game, like the Colton Pareko that we saw um, in the cup run when he was, you know, along with Alex Petrangelo, creating like two of the most dominant you know, individual defenseman in the playoffs that year. I I, I love to bring up the stat that um I I don't remember exactly what it was, but between 
Colton Pareko and Alex Petrangelo, the two of them were out there for 59 minutes and 53 seconds in game seven or something like that. So there were only seven seconds of game time where one of Colton Pareko or Alex Petrangelo was not on the ice. Again, it's been forever since I've seen the actual stats. So I don't know if that's completely accurate, but Colton Pareko was that guy in the playoff series. There was talks of Colton Pareko being the Conn Smythe winner. Um, He was unbelievable in that playoff run paired up with Jay Bomeister. It really felt like the Blues had a future top five defenseman in the NHL on their team. And then after that, you know, back injuries, lack of aggressiveness, lack of success for the team, Colton Break kind of fell out of favor a little bit with Blues fans, myself included. I, I always felt like he was capable of more than he was producing. You know, he never really took advantage of that physicality as much as I thought he could have with that big size, that long reach. Um, and even this season, you know, there've definitely been times where Pareko's played a little soft and, um, you know, got beat on, on easy chances, uh, and really just played a little bit smaller than he is. I think I had a tweet, which was pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty scalding, but it was after Colton Pareko gave up a, a pretty easy goal. I said, Colton Pareko plays like he's Tory Krug's height and Tory Krug plays like he's Colton Pareko's height. And obviously that's, that's the generalization. I don't think Colton Pareko plays like he's five, nine all the time, but I do think that there have been times in the past where he really hasn't taken advantage of what makes him so dominant as a defenseman. We saw that a lot in the cup run. He would just use his size to take off pretty much half of the ice uh, and make it impossible for opponents to get any passes through any shots through because you got six foot six Colton Pareko with his 12 foot long hockey stick, just sweeping the ice and making it impossible. And it felt like he didn't go to that as much as he could have, you know, this season, last season, whatever, what have you. Um, now, all of a sudden, it feels like he's getting back to that game. He's playing a little bit more physical, but most importantly, he's playing more responsibly. You know, he's not getting beat on rushes as much anymore. Um, he's not, you know, making the wrong read, making a turnover, getting caught out of position. I always say the best the best games for defensemen that aren't named Kale McCarr or Roman Yossi are games where you don't notice them, you know, unless you're putting up multiple points or scoring goals. If you're playing a good defensive game as a defenseman, you're not getting noticed. And Colton Brego's name has not come up in a while on this podcast. And all of a sudden seeing that stat from Jeremy Rutherford just proves it perfectly. You know, he, he's been so reliable and amidst a bit of a, a rocky stretch for the St. Louis Blues, he is still able to lead the league in uh, even strength goal differential since February 1st. So very, very impressive there. Um, And his play will be very important tonight as the St. Louis Blues take on the Seattle Kraken. So in the third segment, I'm going to be breaking down that game, previewing it, and giving my pick for lockdown player of the game. But first, I want to tell you guys about another new sponsor, and that is Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a nice $200 pair of sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' incredible protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happens. Just give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. They have spectacular protection programs. You lose them, you break them, doesn't matter. Use their protection program. You got a brand new pair coming your way. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, by the way, head to ShadyRays.com, use code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs 
of Shady Rays sunglasses. They are backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Check them out, ShadyRays.com. You won't regret it. And now, had a couple new sponsors. Got to bring it back to one of the OGs, Built Bar. Built Bars are so delicious. You're like me. You love a good candy bar. I know all the time I'll be like on the way to class, and I'll try to justify eating a Snickers bar, and then I'll be sitting in class feeling all crappy, and my stomach's all gurgly because, you know, I just downed a candy bar for breakfast. The thing is, if you're like, if you want a good candy bar that's healthy for you, good for you, you gotta check out Built Bar. Built Bars are the first ever protein infused, fully 100% covered in chocolate protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, like I said, including Built Puffs, which are protein infused marshmallows. Now, like I was mentioning, you know, a lot of good candy bars, they're tasty, but the calorie count and all that stuff is through the roof. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein, rather to a candy bar, which, like I said, has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. They have so many delicious flavors, and they're adding new ones all the time. First priority at Built Bar is always making it taste good, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, so final segment of today's episode. The Blues do play the Seattle Kraken here in just a few hours. Like I said, I'm going to try to keep this one brief um, because, like I said, chances are it might be a little bit out of date when a lot of you guys are listening to this. But right off the bat, the Blues and the Kraken have played twice this season. Blues have beat them both times. They played January 13th. The Blues won 2-1, to one, and then they played January 21st in Seattle, and the Blues won 5 to nothing. This time, the Kraken are coming to St. Louis, to the Enterprise Center, to take on the St. Louis Blues. I don't believe Jaden Schwartz is playing, which is unfortunate. Um, Would like to see him get his return, but that will have to wait. I could be wrong, though, so fingers crossed. Um, Billy Huso is getting the start for the St. Louis Blues once again. He's the starter from here on out. Um, I think Grubauer is getting the start for the Seattle Kraken. I don't know. I mean, you can break this down any way you want. The Kraken are bad. 29th in power play percentage. 28th in penalty kill percentage. 27th in face-off percentage, 29th in goals per game, and 25th in goals allowed per game. They are bad across the board. They are a bad, bad hockey team. Um, and seemingly like the one bad team that the Blues managed to not play down to um, when they were, you know, having that stretch of notoriously, you know, losing to teams like Arizona or Montreal, they managed to still beat Seattle and beat them handedly. My expectations are very, very high for tonight's game. I mean, they they had their way with the Arizona Coyotes um, on Monday night. And, you know, similar experience tonight. A, a team that's kind of depleted with injuries, a team that's been play, playing a lot of AHLers, a team that just has not been good all season anywhere. You know, offense, defense, goaltending, it's all been bad. Should be a walk in the park for the Blues. Obviously, you know, no game is that simple. It's the NHL. Any team could win any game. Doesn't matter if it's the 65-win Tampa Bay Lightning versus the 8-win Washington Capitals back when they had an expansion team. You match those teams, you match those two teams up enough times, It'll go, it'll go both ways. You have to come out with consistent effort. You can't play arrogant. We've been talking about that so much is the arrogance of the St. Louis Blues, the self-admitted arrogance of the St. Louis Blues uh, that they talked about after that uh, that loss to the Philadelphia Flyers uh, a week or so ago. They were talking about how they were playing arrogant. Um, and Tommy and I talked about it a lot on yesterday's episode, how they played a little arrogant against 
um, the Arizona Coyotes, but you can play a little arrogant when you're playing with confidence and you're playing with motivation. You can't just come out and treat it like it's a it's an all-star game where you're just going to go up and down the ice, not play any defense and score a ton of goals. Yeah, the Blues can win games that way. The Blues can win games just by outscoring their opponent and not putting in any effort on defense. We've seen that before this season, but especially now as we reach the end of this season and the playoffs, you can't you can't have that be the only area where you're putting in a 100% effort. You know, the Blues are going to put in 100% effort on the offensive end any given night, pretty much, you know? Every guy, there's seven guys on the team with 20 goals. There's a lot of, a lot of players that love scoring goals for the St. Louis Blues. That's that's clear. Um, so that's that effort isn't going to be lacking. It's just about matching that effort in the defensive department. And I, I mean, the goaltending department, you can't really blame on effort, but that comes with the defense and that comes sort of with the offense as well. Um, Billy Huso has been far from a problem for the St. Louis Blues this season. I'm not worried about that. It's all, it's all about the defense, you know? And I talked a lot in the second segment about how Colton Pareko and his play has drastically improved and something that comes with that is when you have a guy like Colton Pareko playing as well as he has been in the last month or or two um it allows the rest of the defense to kind of have a bit of weight taken off them because now all of a sudden it goes from sort of like a six-man effort like it was before with no true number one guy to oh shoot Colton Pareko stepping up we got a number one defenseman we got a guy that can go out there and play 27 28 minutes a night then every other defensive pairing has a little bit easier of a job because you know that Colton Pareko is going out there against the first line every single time that he's out there he's shutting down opponents so could have a ripple effect you know same thing with the Nick Letty acquisition ripple effect the defense as a whole can just have an easier time when guys like Colton Pareko are playing well that being said Colton Pareko is my pick for Locked On Player of the Game for all the reasons I discussed in the second segment and most recently, you know, in this segment. Um, if he continues to be that dominant player, that dominant defenseman that we've seen out of him in that cup run and a little bit here and there over the past few weeks, then this defense might be turning things around. Um, I know Tommy and I basically were under the assumption that the defense was what it was and that it wasn't going to improve, but now all of a sudden Col- Colton Pareko is kind of tapping into some of his former ways and we're seeing flashes we're seeing flashes of what he used to be um in that one cup run um and if he can bring that intensity and bring that ability not only tonight but for the rest of the season this team can make some noise um so i'm looking forward to seeing him continue that play tonight and that's why like i said he's my lockdown player of the game if he can lead the defense uh then the blues should have an easy time with the seattle kraken uh billy huso should have an easy time with the seattle kraken Should be a fun one. But that being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. So thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Locked On Blues. Quickly growing in subscribers there. It's been a lot of fun doing that. We're interacting with you guys in the comments and all that stuff. It's been great. Leave a comment, like I said there. Follow us on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Locked On Blues. The links to those should be in the YouTube description. So if you're watching us there, just head down to the description. Uh, You can find our Facebook group as well. Um, lots of fun stuff there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy on at T Welcher 15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.